0: You're tuning in to Tasian Counters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, on eighty-seven point six, eighty-seven point eight, and eighty-eight point zero. And also, you can get us through Faith FM app, which you can get from the App Store and or the Faith FM website which is faithfm.com.au. It's another beautiful and brand new day. It's sunny and slightly windy. And today we have Draco joining us um, from Brani. And uh, Draco will be continuing with this series titled 3MJ, where the 3M stand for Movement, Message and Mission, and J standing for Jesus. So that is Movement, mi- Message and Mission of Jesus. Welcome, Draco. How are you today?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. Good morning, Tabitha. How are you doing?
0: I'm well, I'm well. Thanks, Rako. I feel great, actually. Um, I had a really good sleep last night, so I feel very refreshed. And uh, it's a sunny and beautiful day. Um, This morning when I got up, I opened the curtains in my bedroom, and I looked out of the window, and I saw the the weather, like the sunny weather, and the flowers. Um, I have the garden view from my bedroom, and um, the flowers are just looking beautiful. And um, that just lifted my... my spirits and uh, yeah just started my day off on the right note um what excites you in the morning when you get up um or what do you look forward
1: to uh when i open up the blinds i really like to see sunny weather yeah. and, and, and sunshine mm-hmm. and uh yeah that uh, that that kind of gets me gets me rolling
0: <laughs> yeah it just sets that nice vibe atmosphere like just you know usually when i w- walk around in summer i just see people look happy and just it is really good and that energy seems to um it's sort of like um it transmits to others you mm, know, mm, mm, mm. yeah and just to remind our listeners of our show number it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one if you haven't saved um saved it down save it as stars and count number and you can text in any questions comments feedback and also um request for our offers to get um the our free offers um, Rako, do you want to review what we talked about last? what you talked about last week rather
1: yes and, and before we do let, let's have a prayer sure Dear Father in Heaven, thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity uh, to study the Bible. And Lord, uh, I just pray that your Spirit will guide us. Lord, there is a lot to cover. I don't know if we'll cover everything, but uh, we ask for your presence. And Lord, be with those who are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. L- last time we looked at the Great Tribulation Part 1. So this is uh, a Part 2. Uh, Mm-hmm. And we we covered a lot of things And we started off with looking at Matthew chapter 24 and verse 21 And uh, the previous Bible verses to this It talked about uh, the abomination of desolation Which is in relation to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem And Tabitha, let's just recap this very quickly um, What we did last last time Can you read Matthew 24 verse 21?
0: Sure, um, for then, there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, known, nor ever shall be
1: and. We talked about this Great Tribulation that it has to take place sometime after AD 70. It cannot take place uh, during the early Christian church uh, in the book of Acts where the church was persecuted because these events were prior to AD 70. So this would take some place after AD 70. There would be this Great Tribulation such as never was before. And we went to two chapters of the Bible. And the first one we went to is Daniel chapter 7. And in Daniel chapter 7, uh, we saw there how there is a uh, a little horn power. This is a political and also a religious power. So it's a religio-political power, church and state come together. And we looked at the different characteristics that it has and we identified who this uh, little horn power was. And I know you have the Bible open there to Daniel 7 verse 25 and it mentions there are a number of characteristics. Can you read that again for us? We did read this last time, but can you read it for us now, Tabitha?
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Speak pompous words against the most high, shall persecute the saints of the most high, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time.
1: We talked a lot about uh, that time period time, times, and half a time. Do you remember, Tabitha, what I that do, is? I do.
0: I do. I remember us doing the math, and uh, that will equ- equate to 1260 years.
1: Okay good uh, and you mentioned years um it's days but in bible prophecy a day mm. equals a year. Yeah, a, year, a year right and uh, w- we we identify this little horn power as the papacy or the second phase of the Roman Empire. The first phase is pagan Rome, which lasted from 168 BC to 476 AD, just having political power. But then Rome came in a different form, and then even secular historians would tell us that uh, the papacy arose from the ashes of pagan Rome, and, and the papacy is this uh, it's the Roman Catholic Church, the system where it has both uh, political and religious power. It was mentioned that uh you know it's not about going against people in any way, it's about the system and comparing this with scripture, and that they would last for a period of twelve hundred and sixty years and when we look at this historically uh this happened in the year five thirty eight a d uh, mm-hmm. they come onto the scene uh emperor Justinian uh, gave them all power, gave them all authority uh, and uh, then in seventeen ninety eight 1260 years later, even this historical source is stating this, that uh, General Berthia, he goes there and he takes... Pope Pius VI prisoner, and the papacy lost its political uh, power. It continued to be a religious power, so it received a deadly blow, a deadly wound. And it's interesting, when we go to Revelation 13, it talks about the same power under different symbolism, and talks about how there's a deadly wound, but one day the wound would be healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's an interesting thing. So, it will come to power again, where there will be uh, this religio-political power, and It's interesting, I did mention a year, I believe, last time, and that was the year 1929. Mm -hmm. See, in 1929, Benito Mussolini, uh, the Prime Minister of Italy, uh, he gave a territory uh, to the papacy, the Vatican, um, to be a political power again. See... To qualify as a horn power, you need to be a political power. It's not just... And, and in this case, it's a political religious power. Why do we say religio power? Because it, 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 it blasphemes. And in the Bible, blasphemy is claiming to be God and also claiming to forgive sins. And, and this is what this uh, institutional system claims. So, in 1929... Uh, some people will say that the deadly wound has been healed. Uh, I don't see that. Uh, I see that this is where the beginning of it is, because again, it has this political power, it's a religious political power, but it won't be fully healed until... It has pretty much the same characteristics it did during the 1260 years where he persecuted God's people. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to offend anyone here. You know, I'm just trying to keep to, to, to the scriptures and be objective with these things. Um, but we also did look at Revelation chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Um, And remember, uh, this time period of 1260 days, sometimes um, it is also known as time times and half a time, or 42 months, or three and a half years, and um, uh, three and a half years has 1260 days, a day equals a year in Bible prophecy. It talks about a woman there, the church, and how uh, how it mentions there in Revelation 12, verse 6, and Revelation 12, verse uh, 13 and 14, mm-hmm. that this woman would go into hiding for 1260 years, and how the earth helped this woman. And we talked about the earth representing not very populated area. And we know that the church that was persecuted in uh, Europe, the, uh, the old world, they fled, and history tells us, to North America to the new world, and one day uh, persecution will happen again. <laughs> uh, that's what it says there in Revelation 12, verse 17. So, what we see is that there was this great tribulation during the 1260 year period from mm-hmm. 538 AD to 1798. Do, do you see that, Tabitha? It was a great tribulation, mm-hmm. you know, it was very long, there was persecution, but then mm-hmm. uh, in 1798, there was a pause button. Mm. And so, in the future, the pause button, uh, well... It will be unpaused, and things will resume. And so, the 1260-year time period, there's a great tribulation. It's Mm -hmm. the first stage, but then in the future, there will be a great tribulation, and it's known as the second stage. And when we study the scriptures even more, we're going to see that there's also the seven last plagues. I don't know if we'll cover uh, that or come to that uh, in this episode, but I just want to, before we go for our break, I just want, I want, The listener um, to just try and picture this. uh, You know, try and picture where there's a chart, Mm. and the chart begins with a time period of AD 31. And the question is, why AD 31? Because in Matthew 24, it's AD 31, and you know, it's a few days before Jesus is going to be crucified on the cross. It's the Tuesday, you know, a few days later, Friday, he's going to be crucified on the cross, and he's sharing these things to his disciples. He's prophesying, and As we study this chapter in A.D. 70, there's a destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. This is the abomination of desolation. Mm -hmm. And then as you continue with this chart, this timeline, in A.D. 538, oh, there's papal Mm reign. And it lasts for 1260 years. And then you come to 1798. And then... um, You know, it's interesting when we study another prophecy in the Bible after that time period of 1798, and I don't want to get into this, but there's something called judgment that comes along, and judgment's made in favor of the saints, and you read about this in Daniel 7, verse 22, and this is sometimes called the investigative judgment or pre-advent judgment, but that's a Bible study for another day. But then you have this healing of the wound uh, beginning in 1929. But in the future, the wound would be healed. Um, and that hasn't happened yet. This is sometime in the future and persecution will resume. And oh. then there'll be other events and then the second coming of Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, stay with us as we listen to this song, Tradition by the Remnant.
2: Tales of a day when the beast rule among us and many shall fall away. Famine, war, and desolation, nation rising against nation, trouble everywhere you turn. As in the time of Noah, in the days before the flood, the love of many will wax cold and streets will run with blood. Rape, and murder, grief, and Sorrow just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Wrote, this world's gonna burn. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and hope that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelation for yourself.
3: Tribute.
2: We're all going to be here
3: Tribulation
2: When that flaming star comes down Tribulation When the seven seals are broken And the seven vows are open And seven trumpets sound Faithful ones will all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Many recall, but few are chosen. Brother, don't let your heart be frozen. Don't you want to go? This world will be in bondage under Satan's evil power. The Christ will rule until that final glorious hour when pain and sorrow disappears. God will wipe away all tears. Joy forever. The end times are upon us And of that there is no doubt Get your mind out of the world Take your Bible off the shelf Read the book of Revelation for yourself
3: Tribulation
2: Time is drawing near
3: Tribulation
2: When that flaming star comes Seven seals are broken, and seven bars are open, and seven trumpets sound. for yourself
3: Tribulation
2: We're all gonna be here Tribulation When that flaming star comes down Tribulation When the seven seals are broken And the seven bows are open And the seven trumpets sound
0: That's Tradition by the remnant. And you're listening to Tazin Counties with Draco Chellets. And Draco, before we went for a break, you gave us a recap of what you talked about last week and a clear illustration of what we're getting into today. Um, did you want to get into today's program? I believe the title <laughs> is The Great Tribulation Part 2.
1: Yeah, thank you. No, we, we in that uh, first section we, we covered quite a lot. I know that, and there's several layers of even Bible studies um, to get all of that uh, understanding. Uh, so let's go back to Matthew 24, and I'm going to read verse 21 and then I'm going to get you to read verse 22. Okay, it says here, For then there will be a great tribulation that's a 1260 year time period, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Verse mm. 22.
0: And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the, but for the elect, saved, those days will be shortened.
1: So let's just. Look at this text. It says, Unless those days... And my first question is, Mm. what days? What Mm. days is it talking about? The
0: 1260, 1260
1: days. Mm. Right, which is the Great Tribulation. Yeah. Unless those days were shortened. Wow. So it's going to be shortened. Mm. And it says, No flesh would be saved. Um, What that means, it's not talking about salvation. It's talking about um, death here in in the reference. Um, Mm. But for the elect sake means... Those who are chosen. chosen. Mm-hmm. A- and when I read Mark's account, because remember in Mark 13 and Luke 21, you read about the parallel account. Um, just like in Matthew 24. And in Mark 13, verse 20, it says this, And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no mm-hmm. flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. It's very clear that it is God who intervened and he shortened this time period of the Great Tribulation. Now, it doesn't mean that he shortened the reign of Uh, the papacy. He -hmm. shortened the time of the tribulation. We know that the papacy Mm -hmm. reigned until 1798, beginning in 538 AD and ending in 1798. So, if God's going to shorten the time of tribulation, it must occur anywhere sometime before 1798. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I want to read a source here, Mm -hmm. and it comes from Uh, Kenneth Matthews Jr. The book is entitled uh, Revelation Reveals Jesus, Volume 1. And it's page 358. And he, he mentions here, so he's going to give us some history here. And it says, We recall Matthew 24, again here where Jesus is describing the signs of his coming that are to come Mm -hmm. after the tribulation of those days meaning the dark ages of persecution Mm -hmm. Catholic persecution virtually ceased in Europe in the middle of the 18th century Mm -hmm. so this would be somewhere in the 1750s but then he mentions this Mm -hmm. the last heretic to be martyred in France a reformed pastor died in 1762 Mm -hmm. Pope Clement the Fourteenth personally outlawed the Jesuits in seventeen seventy three and the Jesuits are a society within um, known also the Society of Jesus within Catholicism. Then he mentions this the timing of those events was right, coming at the close of the dark ages and persecution of the believers in Christ. New England, which is United States, was a center of Bible study, so just get this. Mm. God said that this tribulation would be shortened. This means it has to come before 1798. And this source is telling us that around the middle of the 18th century, persecution had ceased. And then it gives an example that in France, uh, that last person was martyred, a reformed pastor in the year 1762. So clearly we see this occurred um, before the papacy finished their reign. I want to read another statement. This comes from Desire of Ages on page 630. Mm -hmm. It says, Then shall be great tribulation. And it's talking about what we're reading here in Matthew 24. He said, Such as was not since the beginning of the world to that time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should... No flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. It's just quoting Matthew 24 here. And then it says this, For more than a thousand years, such persecution as the world had never before known was to come upon Christ's followers. It's talking about the papacy um, and the dark agents. And then it says, Millions upon millions of his faithful witnesses were to be slain. Had not God's hand been stretched out to preserve his people, all would have perished. But for the elect's sake, he said, those days shall be shortened and in the book Great Controversy on page three hundred and six it says the 1260 days or years terminated in 1798 and then it says this a quarter of a century earlier persecution had almost wholly ceased and this goes in comparison with uh, uh, or, or, or in agreement I should say with what Kenneth Matthews Jr. said in his book that in the middle of the 18th century um, that's when persecution ceased um, and uh, we have that date of 1762, the last person that was martyred. So, we can just see, oh, prophecy is being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, let's continue. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. So, and, and let's read what happens next. Uh, verse 23 and onwards. Mm-hmm. Matthew 24, verse 23, please.
0: Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe it. For for Should I continue? Yeah,
1: read verse 24 too, please.
0: For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect.
1: Okay, let's just pause here. Mm. Thank you. So Mm. notice in verse 23 it says, Then... If anyone says to you, uh, we we saw that word then, even in verse 21, for then there will be great tribulation. And so, the word then means next in event. Mm. So, after this time period of the great tribulation, yes, we know that it will be also be shortened, but not the time period. Um, after this, then there will be false Christ and there will be false prophets. And you know, it's interesting, Um in, in one of the previous episodes, we talked about false Christ, um, and we see that from 1798 onwards, and I'm just going to throw this in, when we compare Daniel 7 verse 25 with um, the first nine or so Bible verses with Daniel 12, mm-hmm. we know that 1798 is the beginning of the time of the end. And mm-hmm. since that time period, you, you just have to go do your own Okay, research. Okay, yeah. you can go to Doctor Google. Um, I'm not saying that's the best source to, but you will see that there's been a, there's been false Christ. Mm. and it's not just in one geographical location of the world it's mm. in all different parts and these things have been on the increase mm. a- a- and it also mentions false prophets mm. and a prophet is to be a spokesperson for god so mm. what so if these false christ and false prophets you know it's possible it will deceive even the very elect mm. what does jesus you know what does he tell us in verse 25 and 26
0: see i have told you beforehand Therefore, if they say to you, "Look, he's in the desert," do not go out. Or, "Look, he's in the inner rooms." Do not believe it.
1: Oh, he's in Queenstown. Don't go there. (laughs) He's in Burnie. Don't go there. Uh, Oh, he's in Hobart. Mm. Don't go there. He's in Kenya, Zimbabwe. Don't go there. (laughs) You know, there's a there's a warning here, Mm. And, and we know clearly from Scripture that. Jesus, He's the true Christ. He's a true Messiah. And when He comes back, He's not going to touch the ground. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet Jesus up in the air. This is based on 1st Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. There's a guy up in Queensland, um, A.J. Miller is his name, and he claims to be Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember listening to him about oh, 10 or 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I think it was called the Sunday Tonight Show on Channel 7, where well, he said, uh, is Jesus Christ but he never walked on water that's what he said <laughs> um, and, and I don't want to attack the man it's not about uh, attacking his character but you know mm-hmm. uh, we want to be we want to be careful that we are not deceived remember in the beginning of this chapter when mm-hmm. Jesus was asked three questions he resp- he didn't answer the question straight away he says take heed that no man deceives you mm-hmm. uh, in Matthew 24 verse 4 and then he talks about signs that are going to happen um, leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem signs that are going happen leading up to the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 27, can you please read that?
0: For as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be.
1: So we can see that these false cries, false prophets are proceeding or coming before the coming of Jesus. And uh, verse 28, can you please read that?
0: For, w- for wherever the carcass is, where the eagles will be gathered together. There, sorry, there the eagles will be gathered together.
1: Mm. A carcass is a dead body, it's a corpse. And it mentions here, eagles will be gathered. And eagles are known as uh, predators, Mm. um, but also as scavengers, you know, they'll eat up. So, we know that uh, when Christ comes back, um, those who are alive and wicked, they'll be destroyed with the brightness of His coming. The Bible talks about these things. Um, Mm. So... Just uh, quickly recapping. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned that the days of tribulation would be shortened. Imagine putting that on a chart or on a timeline a little bit before 1798. You know, from the middle of the 18th century, we have that date of 1762, the last martyr. Mm -hmm. And then from 1798 onwards, there's false Christ and false prophets. And eventually there's later on the second coming of Jesus Christ.
3: Mm.
0: Okay, we are going to go for a break and um, I believe Rako has more to share with us after the break. So stay with us as we listen to this song, What the World Needs by Noema Moore.
4: The touch of the Lord If we heartfully let go He wants to bring us peace And healing to us But we must take a step towards Him For Him to cleanse us With His grace and righteous blood What the world needs now Is Jesus. Is hope to all Peace He brings in all He takes A plea from our hearts to be held In His embrace If only we turn back And offer our all to the Lord Watch as all the suffering will end The pain will cease in His love and arms Come to Him All who are weary Rest you will find in Him Set aside all traces of pride Choose Him today Hope comes in the
5: morning Cause what do we
4: What the world needs now is Jesus' hope to all. Peace he brings, it only takes a plea from our hearts to be held. Suffering will end, the pain will cease, and healing abounds in his loving eyes. And healing abounds in his loving eyes.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: Welcome back to Tanzan Counties on Faith FM and you're listening to our series 3MJ with Rako Um And Rako is talking about the Great Tribulation Part 2. And before the break, Rako, we read a couple of verses which you explained and they contain a lot of history and you explained that to us. Um, did you have any more events to share before the coming of Jesus?
1: Yeah, the Bible has uh, much more to say, and uh, we better be putting our thinking caps on right at the moment. And uh, I know I have to put my thinking caps on, because uh, when we've looked at this, we've looked at the Great Tribulation, the days will be shortened, and then there'll be false Christ, false prophets, and talks about Jesus Christ coming. But then in verse 29, it's going to go Back and talk about things in relation to that event of the great tribulation. Mm-hmm. So can you please read Matthew 24
0: and verse 29? Sure, and it's a different title. Um, the title is The Coming of the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. And it reads, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of he- of the heavens will be shaken.
1: So it says here immediately after the tribulation of those days, mm-hmm. and the that uh, in context here it 's the only tribulation mentioned prior to this is talking about the great tribulation, mm-hmm. so s- sometime after this great tribulation, and keep in mind the tribulation had been shortened, and uh, this means well especially sometime after that last person was martyred. Uh, sometime after 1762, the middle of the 18th century, sometime after this, mm-hmm. we're going to see four events. Um, the sun will be darkened, number one. Number two, the moon will not give its light. Number three, the stars will fall from heaven. And number four, it talks about the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Mm-hmm. So this must therefore happen sometime after 1762. Okay, Mm -hmm. After the tribulation has been shortened. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, Mark 13 and Luke 21 talks about these events too. It talks about the sun being darkened, the moon not giving its light, the stars of heaven will fall and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Mm. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, uh, verse 30 and 31, the Bible says this, "...and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth." blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun will be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Notice it says here also, it talks about the sun being darkened. It doesn't mention anything about the stars here in this passage of Scripture, Mm -hmm. but it talks about the moon into blood or the moon like blood. And here in Matthew it says that the moon will not give its light. Mm -hmm. It's interesting on the day of Pentecost... This is found in Acts chapter 2. You know, Peter is preaching and he actually quotes Joel chapter 2 and verse 30 and 31. And we see that there are these cosmic signs that are going to happen after the tribulation had been shortened by God. And you know what's interesting? Mm. Scholars have actually said that uh, this has been fulfilled Mm. with the dark day in the year 1780. Uh, 1780, see this is A few years after 1762 with the last martyr when tribulation has been shortened. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few years after in 1780, uh, history tells us that, oh, there was a dark day. The sun uh, was darkened and also uh, during the nighttime the moon did not give its light. So, you know, these first two points in Matthew 24 verse 29 are seen as one. Okay, it 's seen as the dark day, and it took place on may nineteen seventeen eighty mm-hmm. and I want to read just a, I have notes in front of me, which is just a historical um, documentation mm-hmm. and it mentions this the dark day of may eighty it affected the northeastern portion of North America. And someone might be saying, well, it didn't happen all throughout the world. Well, it doesn't say that it's going to happen all throughout the world. Um, and it doesn't have to happen all throughout the world in order to be fulfillment of Bible prophecy and to be significant. That's a that's an important point. Mm. Uh, let me just read a few things here. The true cause of this event is unknown. However, it was not the result of an eclipse. It extended all over New England, United States. In some places, persons could not see to read common print in the open air for several hours together. And this is what was happening during the daytime. Okay, the the sun mm-hmm. um the sun was darkened. I didn't get to the part about the moon will not give its light. It's still happening on the same day, but at night time. Mm-hmm. So during the daytime here, birds sang their evening songs, disappeared and became silent. Fowls went to roost, cattle sought the barnyard, and candles were lighted in the houses. Mm-hmm. The obscuration began about ten o'clock in the morning and continued till the middle of the next night. But with Differences of degree and duration in different places. The true cause of this remarkable phenomena is not known. It was very dark in Connecticut, New York and New Jersey, causing great alarm another source tells us in the month of May 1780 there was a terrific day in New England when all faces seemed to gather blackness and the people were filled with fear Mm -hmm. there was great distress oh you know they are worried wow what's happening in the village Um, and then it mentions here where Edward Lee lived men's hearts failing them from fear that the judgment was at hand they thought oh no this is judgment Mm -hmm. and the neighbors all flocked around the holy man this man called Edward Lee who spent the gloomy hours in earnest prayer for the distressed multitude Um, it was the general opinion that the day of judgment was at hand Um, it was midnight darkness at noonday thousands of people who could not account for it from natural causes were greatly terrified and indeed it cast a universal gloom on the earth I'm not just reading from one source I'm actually reading from several sources and then these people have taken quotations from different sources Mm. Um, The darkness continued through the day Uh, Indeed thousands of the good people of that day Became fully convinced That the end of all things terrestrial had come Mm. The extent of this darkness Was also very remarkable It was observed that the most Easterly regions of New England uh, Westwood to the furthest parts of Connecticut, and at Albany to the southward, it was observed all along the seacoast and to the north. As far as the American settlements extended, it probably far exceeded these boundaries, but the exact limits were never positively known. So now, let me talk about what happened during the time at night. So, the Bible says the moon will not give its light, and the Bible also tells us, oh, the moon is like blood. So let me just read you a few sources and then we'll go for our break. Mm. At night, it was so inky dark that a person could not see his hand when held up, nor even a white sheet of paper. Mm. Nor was the darkness of the night less uncommon and terrifying than that of the day. Notwithstanding, there was almost a full moon. No object was discernible but by the help of some artificial light. Mm. The darkness of the following night was so dense that many who were but a little away from home on well-known roads could not without extreme difficulty retrace their way to their own dwellings. Mm. A sheet of white paper held within a few inches of the eyes was equally invisible with the blackest velvet. Uh, And let me just read you statements because the Bible says also the moon like blood. Uh, The moon is blood. So I just want to read you. This comes from Stone's History of Beverly, Massachusetts. The night of the dark day was so black, a piece of white paper could not be seen when held directly in front of the eyes. People looked for the moon but like the sun, it was blackened out. At about midnight, the Unusual darkness lifted, and the moon appeared, but it was as red as blood. Milo Botswick says of this event, The moon which was at its full had the appearance of blood. The alarm that it caused and the frequent talk about it impressed it deeply on my mind. And one more statement here. Though at nine o'clock that night the moon rose to the full, it had not the least effect to dispel the death-like shadows. After midnight, the darkness disappeared, and the moon, when first visible, had the appearance of blood.
0: Very interesting, very interesting information. And um, before we go for a break, I want to mention the offer for today, which is the book The Great Controversy by Ellen White. And um, this book, it's volume 5, it carries the story of the controversy between God and Satan to its ultimate and glorious conclusion. And it begins with the destruction of Jerusalem and continues through the persecutions of Christians in the Roman Empire. The apostasy of the dark ages, the shining light of the Reformation and the worldwide religious awakening of the 19th century. This volume traces the conflict into the future to the second coming of Jesus and the glories of the earth made new. And this book powerfully points out the principles involved in the impeding conflict and how each person can stand firmly for God and his truth. I will give you the code to claim this book after the break um, but for now we're going to listen to this song Don't Give Up by Melissa Otto
6: Don't give up The victory is sure enough Our angels fight beside. You too to overcome the victory in show the battle is the hold, we fight beside the Lord of flow and the Lord he fights for.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: The battle is the Lord's and that was Melissa Otto with the song Don't Give Up. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Draco Taylor. and And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get the offer for today, which is the book The Great Controversy by Ellen White. And I know we've been giving this book for a while now. And uh, this is because this book contains very crucial information that will give you an insight of how the great controversy between God and Satan started and also an idea of the future and what to expect and how to be best prepared. So make sure you get yourself a copy of this book. I own a copy, and I believe RACO has a copy, and I don't want you to miss out because there's just so much you can learn from there. And the code is 3MJ3. Um. Text three MJ three to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one three MJ number three no space in between two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book The Great Controversy. Um Draco, we are in the last section of this today's program um how would you like to finish off?
1: <laughs> I actually need a whole nother episode So I know already we're going to have to continue this um, next week still mm-hmm. But for now, for the n- remaining five or six minutes we have uh, We talked about the sun will be darkened The moon will not give its light The moon like blood uh, And we talked about that this all encompasses a dark day Which happened in May of 1780 But the next thing that we see Is it talks about stars falling and so, this must then come after, some time after 1780. And as we look at history, you know, these things are happening around that time period of 1798, the beginning of the time of the end, and history tells us that, uh, a- a- and this has been recorded, that there were stars falling in the year 1833 mm-hmm. um, in-, in North America, and it was a... A meteor shower and it took place on November 13, 1833 and a meteor is also known as a shooting star mm. or a falling star and I want to just read some uh, some historical uh, quotes here and sources. It says, for nearly four hours, this is on November 13, 1833, for nearly four hours the sky was literally ablaze. More than a billion shooting stars appeared over the United States and Canada alone. It may be doubted whether any description has surpassed in accuracy and impressiveness that of the old negro in Virginia who remarked and said it is awful indeed sir it looked like ripe crab apples falling from the trees when shaking them for cider mm. The observer saw that the meteors darted away from a single point in the sky. The meteors were like the ribs of a gigantic umbrella. Mm -hmm. These falling stars, which were called Leonids, because they appeared under the constellation of Leo. Mm -hmm. From two o'clock until broad daylight, the sky being perfectly serene and cloudless, an incessant play of dazzling, brilliant luminosities was kept up in the whole heavens. Mm. So, remember, uh, when I teach this, I like to show um, a timeline, and, and, you know, I can either draw it out or have it on PowerPoint, but I want you to picture this, that you have the tribulation is shortened... Mm-hmm. And then after this, there's a dark day, okay, 1780, mm-hmm. 1798, beginning of the time of the end, there was a deadly wound too, of the papacy. And then, in 1833, there is this, uh, th- there is this historical, um, event that took place that stars were falling. Yeah. And these things are just going to ha- these things are happening before the second coming of Christ, before Christ comes back again. I want us to go to Revelation chapter 6. I don't know how much we're going to cover here. Revelation chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give an introduction here to Revelation chapter 6. Uh, in this is this is what we have known as the seals, the seven seals, and the first seal is a white horse. And white represents purity. And let me just say something else. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, you read about the seven churches. Mm-hmm. And the seven churches represent seven different time periods mm. from the first century AD until Christ comes back again. And the seven seals, they also begin in the first century AD, and they occur, um, its fulfillment occurs at different time periods of earth's history leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, with the first seal, you have this white horse, mm-hmm. and, uh, and this represents the time of the first century AD when there is... Uh, purity uh, and the preaching of the gospel from AD 31 to 100 AD. Then you have a second horse and the color of this horse is red Mm -hmm. and Red represents blood and persecution, and so this was during the time when the church was persecuted, from about A.D. 100 to about A.D. 313. Interesting, the second church of uh, Revelation, uh, in Revelation chapter 2, it's known as the Church of Smyrna, and it was also known for being a a church that was persecuted. Then we have the third seal, and it's a black horse. Mm -hmm. And this is when there's compromise coming in and corruption uh, into the church from about A.D. AD 313 to about 538. A.D. Um, then we have the fourth seal, and it's a pale horse. So it's this sickly horse, and this this represents a time period from about 538 A.D. Um, to about uh, 1500. Now there are some different interpretation views out there, where some people say it's about up to about 1798. But uh, what we see is this is the time of uh, persecution, apostasy, uh, spiritual death, and you know, it's. It's mm. crazy what's happening it's during, the, during the time of the Dark Ages mm-hmm. and, and the Middle Ages. And uh, then we're going to get into the fifth seal. And uh, I see we're running out with, uh, out of time. And we're going to get into that fifth seal and the sixth seal. And then we're going to connect it later on with uh, the sun being darkened, the moon not giving its light, and the stars falling. And adding some more information to that.
0: Mm. Well, very powerful sharing, Draco. You and I feel like you have so much to share, so yeah, I believe we will continue with um this series again. I mean the episodes of the Great Tribulation.
1: Right. Next week we're going to continue with uh, the Great Tribulation, Part Three. And I guess the 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 short, the small little takeaway um, is to take away. You know, there are events that are occurring um, in prophecy. And again, I know I didn't really get to this big point, but in in, in the center of all of these prophecies, we're going to get to Christ. Christ is the center, Mm. um, and and, uh, the cross is central, and so it's cool to know all these prophecies, but I want to encourage all of us to just continually have a relationship with Christ, and that, um, you know, we are justified by His faith, and we want to have Christ's righteousness in our lives.
0: Indeed, indeed. And um, just to remind our listeners of the code to get the offer for today. It's three MJ three, three MJ number three. No space in between um text at zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the great. the book The Great Controversy by Ellen White. And tomorrow we have Peter Watts, um Continue with the series, searching for certain certainty. And uh, Peter will be talking about a trip into space. Um, yeah, that sounds very interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's a program you don't want to miss. So join Peter and Jason tomorrow um, at nine a.m. to learn more about that. Um, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. I hope you've been blessed with today's sharing, and may you enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to go out with this song, the called by Gregor Pile. Mm-hmm.
7: with violence and war. Children are scattered and tattered and torn. Hey somebody, won't you help me along? We've been to world will soon become alright Gotta look at each other through the eyes of Christ Holding hands together as we lay down our pride Let's come together to do what's right Then together we soon become We'll soon become.